all across this house. Lord, I love you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you today. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. Let's lift up our hands and let's lift up our voice. Amen. Let's lift up our hearts right now to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, I magnify you today, oh God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, let's lift our hands and worship him. I love you, Jesus. Jesus, you're great. Jesus, you're worthy. Jesus, you deserve it all tonight. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, something I've noticed in the book of Acts chapter number 10, when they were receiving the Holy Ghost, it said they knew they had received the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. There is a point where you're repenting of your sin, you're, you're letting the Lord know you're sorry, you're going to turn away from that, but then there comes a point when you just begin to lift up your hands and you begin to magnify the Lord, He will inhabit that praise, you just begin to lift Him up. When they heard them speak in tongues, they were magnifying God. In the book of Acts chapter 2, it says, How do we hear every man in our tongue speak the wonderful works of God? When you begin to talk about the wonderful works of God, the Lord will show up. And God bless you. If you have your Bibles with you, let's go to the book of Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 30. Give honor to Pastor Bradford, praying for him as he travels. Give honor to this great church and the ministry here. If you have your Bibles, Luke 17, 28 through 30. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Amen. Tonight, I want to preach for a few moments, and I will keep it short tonight. Exit while you still can. Exit while you still can. If you would put your Bibles down, let's pray one more time. God, tonight we ask you to come into this place. Lord, opening up the window of opportunity for salvation in this house. Oh Lord, there are some tonight that haven't moved. There's some tonight that weren't planning to move. There's some tonight that were ready to go home, but the Lord says, I'm going to reach for that one tonight. Tonight, this message is not just uh, maybe for everybody, but it may just be for one or two. But the Lord knows who's in this house tonight. God, we ask you to have your way, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody says, Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Exit while you still can. Not right now, before the message is over. Stay seated until this preaching is done. Okay, don't exit in the middle of search. But tonight, the message is exit while you still can. This message came to me a few weeks ago when I was staying in a hotel with my family. And while I got into the hotel and everything was good and I was getting ready for bed, the light on the wall started to flash. And as the light started to flash, a siren went off in the room. And I didn't know what to do. It was the fire alarm. I thought, well, I'll give it 30 seconds. And if it goes off in 30 seconds, I'll just leave it alone. But it didn't go off in 30 seconds. So I went outside, looked around, didn't see any fires. Everybody's just kind of looking around. Well, I'll just give it a few more minutes and see if this fire alarm will go off. And went back to the room, and my wife said, no, we really should just go down the stairs and go to the parking lot and just wait. You never know. So we go out to the hallway, we go down the stairs, we exit the building and we wait in the parking lot and it turned out that 
somebody was just smoking a cigarette in their hotel room or something like that, and it was indeed a false alarm. But I asked my wife, I said, what was the point of coming out here? We could have stayed in the room. We could have waited. It wasn't that big of a deal. I figured that it was something like that. But she told me the story, and I began to look into it, the story of a woman who survived the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Her name was Desiree Boucher. She worked on the 101st floor of the Southern Tower, the second tower. She says that day the sky was clear and blue and everything seemed to be nice. They got to work at 8.30 that morning, and I believe it was 8.47 when the first plane hit. They heard a loud explosion, and they didn't know what it was, and people said that it was a bomb, that it was just a bomb that had gone off. Just stay calm. It's just a little explosion, a little bomb next door. Something happened. Just stay where you're at. It's in another building. Don't worry. But as the bomb went off, uh, cell phones weren't as prevalent in that day, so she goes to the phone and she calls her mom because her mom has already heard the news and her mom knows that she works there, and she said she knew she'd get in trouble by her mom if she didn't check in. So she calls her mom and says, Mom, they said it's a bomb next door. They told us just to stay where we are. They said everything's going to be okay. And her mom said, you know, you really should just go downstairs just in case. You, you should go downstairs just in case. And she said, okay, I, I think I will. She said, okay, call me at the payphone when you get to ground level. I want to know that everything is okay. After this, her office manager named Jim comes by and tells her, says, listen, I know they said it was a bomb, but my wife is watching the news and she just told me that it's not a bomb, it's actually a plane that has flown in to the northern tower. And she heard this and thought, wow. You know, at first they didn't think terrorism. They thought maybe it was just somebody that was inexperienced. Maybe it was just a freak accident. He says, you know what we should do? We should just go home for the day. So everybody in their office starts packing their bags to leave for the day. And she got her things together and started heading toward the elevator. And her office manager, Jim, said that he was going to head back around the building one more time just to make one last sweep, one last trip around the building. Just one more time he was going to check and make sure everybody knew that they could leave and go home for the day. She went down from the 101st floor down to the 78th floor, which was a sky lobby. There's different levels where you get on different elevators, so you can only go so far, and then you have to get on a different elevator to go the rest of the way. And she went down to the 78th floor where there is a sky lobby, and she said there, there was 400 people that were in this place just standing around. Some of them were on their phones. Some of them were doing different things. That it was very loud. And she said, actually, the announcements came over the intercom telling them that everything was safe and secure and they needed to return to work but it was so loud in that room that day that sky lobby on the 78th floor where 400 people were waiting uh, Desiree Boucher didn't hear that announcement she got on the next elevator with three of her co-workers and went all the way down to the ground level they got out to the ground level went out to the street and after only taking 10 steps away from the building at 903 flight 173 of United Airlines crashed into the second tower. Her company lost 176 lives, including her office manager, Jim, who just wanted to make one more trip around the building. And as I thought of this, it reminded me of 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is so coming as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them. 
has travailed upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Tonight I've come to preach to everyone under the sound of my voice that this world is going to hell. That Jesus is coming back and you need to exit while you still can. Oh, I'm going to preach to somebody. You need to get off drugs while you still can. You need to find deliverance while you still can. You need to repent of your sins while you still can. Get baptized in the name of Jesus while you still can. Exit while you still can. Come on, let's lift our hands all across this house. I'm pleading with a soul right now. You're trapped. You're trapped in the middle of something you know you shouldn't be doing. You're in the middle of things you know you need to get out of. Get out. Get out. Get out while you still have a chance. Get right. Get right. Get right while you still have a chance. Give your life to God. Give your life to God. Give your life to God while there's still time. Oh, let's lift up our voice across this house. I'm pleading with a lost soul tonight. Let go of this world and give your life to God. Exit while you still can. You may be seated. Talking about the destruction that's coming upon this world. Genesis 19 and 12. I won't read it, I'll just paraphrase it. But two angels went into a city called Sodom and let Sodom know through a man named Lot that tonight... The Lord is going to destroy this city. And they told Lot, if you've got anybody you love in this city, you need to go and let them know about the destruction that's coming. You need to go and warn them about what's coming upon this city. And it says that he went out and he told his son-in-laws about what the Lord had showed him. And it says that his son-in-laws took it as a joke with a time of destruction at hand. There were those that took it as a joke. Oh, tonight, don't take this service as a joke. Don't take this message as a joke. It's time to get right with God before it's too late. There's no reason to put your soul on the line and give another night's chance. Oh, get saved. Get saved. Get saved before it's too late go and warn everybody you love there was a man he's an atheist his name is Penn Penn and Teller it's the magician he's an atheist and he said that after one of his shows that someone came up to him said sir I'd like you to have this and gave him a New Testament Bible you might think how offensive to give a New Testament Bible to an atheist. How ridiculous to give a, a Bible to somebody who is a known, expressed atheist. But that man made a video and he held up that Bible and he said this. He said, if you believe there's a hell, how bad do you have to hate somebody to not tell them about it? He said, I'm glad and I respect that man for giving me that Bible because if there is a place called hell, he said every Christian should be warning everybody not to go there. How much do you have to hate somebody not to tell them about hell? Tonight I'd like to preach to you about the blessings of God. Tonight I'd like to preach to you about the goodness of God. But before you understand the goodness of God, you need to understand the vengeance and the fury and the wrath of God that's coming upon this world. But you can exit while you still can. Get out of Sodom. Get out of Sodom. Get out of Sodom and go into the presence of the Lord how bad do you have to hate somebody not to tell them about hell 
Matthew 10, 14 through 15, Jesus said this, If anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. He said, Truly, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Sodom and Gomorrah, a town that was destroyed with fire and brimstone. He said, It will be more bearable for that city than what's going to come upon this earth. Get right, church, and let's get ready to meet our Lord. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to spend eternity lost but Jesus I give you my all Jesus I surrender my life oh I'm exiting while I still can I'm getting out while I still have a chance tonight God is sending someone here a warning get right while you still have time give your life to God while you still can said I'm going to destroy this city if you know anybody you love tell them to get out of here Another time that God warned a city that they would be destroyed was in the book of Jonah 3, 1 and 2. It says this, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I will tell you. It says, Jonah went into that city and he called out, Forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast. They humbled themselves. And in Jonah 3 and 10 it says, God saw their works that they turned from their evil ways. And God repented of the evil that he had said he would do to them. And he did it not. Repent while you still have time. Get right while you still have time. And when they repented, it said that the Lord repented. If I can say it this way, they repented. And all of a sudden, the reservation that was made in hell got canceled. They got right with God. And God changed their destiny. Some of you right now, you may have the, the bus already scheduled, the room already scheduled. Oh, everything already scheduled. But the Lord come tonight to tell you it's time to cancel the reservation and tell hell that I'm not going I'm sorry but that room's gonna stay empty because I exited while I still had time oh come on somebody let's give God praise I'm thankful for the warning I'm thankful for the window of time to repent there's no reason to go to hell get right with God and spend eternity in heaven you may be seated The Lord destroyed Sodom. Jesus talked about Sodom. The Lord sent Jonah to preach to Nineveh about destruction. Jesus talked about Nineveh and Jonah. In verse 39 of Matthew 12, he says, An adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. It says, The men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Jesus is saying, I'm a greater powerful preacher than Jonah. I'm God manifested in the flesh. If they repented over this guy that got spit up after three days in a fish's belly, how much more should you repent when Jesus says repent except you're going to perish? Oh, when Jesus said get right while you still have time. Something else about Jonah. When God sent Jonah into Nineveh, he said you're going to preach to them the message that I will give you. He had to preach the message. He couldn't go in there and say, well, the Lord loves you and everything is good and God's going to bless you. There's churches all across this nation that won't mention the word hell. There's people that believe it's a figurative place. There's people that believe it's metaphorical and allegorical and none of it really exists. But let me tell you, the place of eternal torment is a place you don't want to go. And it's as real as I'm standing before you right now. Hell is hot and hell is waiting for all those that don't repent of their sins and are not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and are not filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling 
telling you tonight, the churches around this city may not preach it, but you've got a preacher right here. Don't go to hell. You don't belong there. You belong to Jesus. You belong in heaven. Oh, there's churches that will preach what you want to hear as long as you're giving them their money. Oh, when Simon turned to the apostles, they said, your money burns with you. We've got to preach the truth, and whether it blesses us or whether it curses us, whether our church fills up or whether it gets empty, we've got to preach it. We've got to preach it. We've got to preach it because hell is hot, and hell is there waiting for the lost. Oh, come on, let's lift up our voice for a few moments. I'm almost finished. I'm reaching for a lost soul tonight. Exit while you still can. Give your heart to God while you still can. Oh, don't make this service <laughs> another game of Russian roulette with your soul. I'll get it right next week. I'll get it right next Sunday. What if tonight was your last service? What if the next two hours was the last two hours of your life? How would you respond? Life is not promised. Life is not promised. Life is not promised. Give your life to God today. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jonah didn't just preach whatever he wanted, but he preached them the message that God gave him. Tonight I'm preaching you the message that God gave me for somebody. I feel there's a soul that's hanging in the balance oh, between heaven and hell tonight. You know the things of God. Maybe you're familiar with the things of God. Maybe tonight you're a first-time visitor, but I want to let you know you need to get right with God while you still have time. Oh, somebody listen to me tonight. Revelations 20, 12 through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I don't know if you realize this or not, but each and every one of us tonight at some point, is, is, uh, we're going to run out of time. Every one of us tonight is going to run out of time. Every one of us tonight that has a heart that's beating, that heart at some point is going to stop beating. Sorry to break the news to you. Your eyes that are able to see everything that's going around, at some point it's going to go dark and there's not going to be anything else to see. Those ears that are able to hear the preaching right now, you're able to hear everything I'm saying. There's going to be a day when your body shuts down and goes into a place of waiting for the judgment. I want to let you know, amen, today you have everything every opportunity to respond to the message and get right with God. Your body is still working. Your ears are still functioning. Your eyes can still see. Let's look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. As they come to the music, I'm almost finished. Oh, church, let's pray for just a moment. I pray that this message would grasp somebody's heart, somebody's cold, lost heart. Come on, is there somebody right now that could pray? When Abraham heard that Sodom was going to be destroyed, he pleaded with God. God, would you save them for lack of five? God, would you save them if there was only 25? God, would you save them if there was only 20 in that city? Would you save them if there was only 10? Abraham heard about this church, and he began to plead with the Lord for those lost souls that he knew in Sodom. Tonight, I'm pleading with the Lord for a lost soul in this house tonight. Revelations 21, 7 through 8, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers, idolaters, all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I've talked to you about the first death tonight, and that's coming for all of us. But the second death 
is for everyone that's listed in this verse right here. All those that refuse to obey the gospel, all of those that refuse to hear the word of God, refused it, refused it, and now they'll be lost forever. The Bible describes hell as a place of punishment without pity, a place of misery without mercy, a place of crying with no comfort, a place of sorrow that never ceases, a place of torment that you cannot escape, a place where you're completely cut off from everything that's good and loving and godly. After this second death, there will be no more life. It's the place of finality. There is no exit in hell. There is no way to get out of hell. But tonight, there's a way to get out of hell. As we all stand tonight, there's a way to get out of hell, and his name is Jesus Christ. Tonight, the Lord is sending a warning to somebody. God isn't sending anyone to hell. We were already on our way to hell. He's the one that saves us. Oh, right now, church, we just begin to lift up our voice. Come on, somebody. Exit while you still can. Get out while you still have time. What are you caught up in? What are you waiting for tonight? What's holding you back? Isaiah 55 and 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Tonight I'm pleading with you, sir. I'm pleading with you, ma'am, brother, sister, friend, whoever you are. God wants to save you from where you're at. Let me ask you this question. I've asked it before. If you died tonight, are you 100% sure that you'd make it to heaven? If you laid your head on the pillow and your body shut down and never recovered, would your next moments be spent in heaven? Or would you be in the great throne judgment waiting to be sentenced to hell? Only you know. Only you know. And only you can exit for yourself. Recently in the news, there was a story of the submarine that imploded. And it was a big story. I'm sure everybody read about it. But something interesting to me about that story is they said there was a young man that got in with his father because he was pressured into getting in. They said he didn't want to go. He didn't feel right about it. It didn't feel good. It felt dangerous. He didn't want to go. It was risky. But he was peer pressured in to going on this trip to go see the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. There was another man who looked at the schematics and looked at the way it was all set up. And he said, you know what, I think I'd rather cancel this. I, I don't feel good about this. I think I will uh, do something else with my money. I'm not going on this trip. And the young man who was listening to somebody else pressure him into that place met the same fate that everybody else met on that little submarine at the bottom of the ocean. But that man that looked in and said, you know, something doesn't feel right. Something's not right about this. Let me, let me back out of this while I still have a chance. He's still alive today. Today, I use that as an analogy as we close. There's some of you right now that you would live for God, but you're being pressured and taken away from God. You're being pressured and taken away from church. Your family's not 100% behind you. Your friends may not be 100% behind you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, there's people that are pressuring you into something that you know is not right and you've heard the word of God. You know what I'm talking about tonight, but you're being pressured. But then there was another man that looked at it and said, you know, I'd rather not. Let me exit. Let me escape while I still can. Tonight I want to preach to you that you still have hope and there's mercy in this house and if you'll exit while you still can, there's a God 
God right here with his arms wide open that's waiting for you to come to him. Come on, somebody. There's a God right here with his arms wide open that says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there somebody that would exit your pew, come down to the front, say, God, I give you my all. Come on, somebody. Shake up the stony places of your heart. Shake up the cold, dark, lost soul that you've been living with. Come on, somebody. We're going to push right now for that lost soul. Oh, don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. Reach out to God tonight. Exit while you still can. Get out while you still can. Come on, young lady struggling with addiction. Exit while you still can. Young man struggling with pornography. Get out while you still can. Oh, somebody struggling with drug addiction. Get out while you still can. Struggling with alcoholism. Get out while you still can. Oh, living in sin. Get out while you still can. Come on, I'm reaching for you tonight. If their house was on fire, you'd run out of it as fast as you can. Right now, if you're lost, run to these altars as fast as you can and give your heart to God. Exit while you still can give your life to God while you still have time every hand lifted across this house oh God I must be saved oh God I don't want to be lost I don't want to spend eternity in hell oh come on come on come on let's press tonight oh let's press tonight oh eternity's a long time earth is just a speck of sand. Eternity is a long time to be lost forever from the presence of God. Eternity is a long time to be spent in eternal torment and punishment. Oh, eternity is going to be a long time to think about this church, to think about the preaching that you heard, to think about the opportunities that you have. Eternity is going to be a long time to be lost. Jesus, give me peace. Jesus, help me tonight. Oh, that's right. Right, Brother Brad Perkins, right now, Jesus is doing great things in your life. 
the blessings of the Lord are in your future. God's going to do mighty and great things in your life. Let go of this world. Let go of anything that becomes a distraction. Commit yourself to the Lord with all of your heart. God is going to protect you. God is going to cover you. God is going to save you. Oh, Brother Jesse, right now the Lord wants to restore you. He wants to give you a new mind. He wants to give you a healed spirit. God wants to heal the brokenness and the pain and the confusion. Right now the Lord is wrapping his arms of love all around you to comfort you and strengthen you right now. God is with you. Don't give up. God is with you. Don't give up. God is with you. Exit while you still have time.
on, there's somebody right now, you were on your way to hell, but Jesus stepped into your life. There were some of you, you were lost on the road of destruction, but Jesus stepped into your life. Oh, come on, somebody. There's somebody right here. Amen. I don't want to end this service on a negative, but I want to end it on a positive tonight. That the Lord has done some mighty things in my life. That God was there for me when nobody else was there for me. That God rescued me when nobody else was able to rescue me. That God warned me and pulled me out of that fire. God pulled me out of that destruction. Oh, come on, somebody. Right now, I just want to lift my hands and praise the Lord. God, you've been good. God, you've been faithful. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, come on, let's lift our hands all across this house and worship him. Oh, he's been good. He's been faithful. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. giving God everything. Have you poured out your heart before him? God, there's no holding back. I'm giving you full access. Giving you full availability. Giving you a full commitment. Oh, hallelujah.